We've been working for this ever since we were kids. Guess I'm a little scared. Are they gonna love me, Mama? Yes, Mia. Hello, movie lovers. Welcome to another episode of the Does It Hold Up podcast. I'm Adam. And I'm Emily. And you know what we do here. We talk about a movie that came out, I don't know, years ago, at least a decade ago or longer, to decide if it still holds up to today's standards. This week, Emily, what movie are we covering? We are covering 1997's Selena. Ooh, going all the way back to March 21st, 1997, for Jennifer Lopez's debut film this was her first film this was her first movie wow so this movie is all about the life and tragic end to the very popular and very famous selena quintala who was a huge star in the early 90s rose to fame doing a bunch of spanish music and then won a grammy for her What was it? It was the dual language category, I think, where it was a Spanish-American... Yeah, I was going to say it was Mexican-American. Yeah, something like that. She hadn't done an English version until, like, right up towards the end. Yeah, and that's what she won the Grammy for, was that version of her music. So, just really an interesting life, considering she was only, I don't know, like, 22 or something. I think she passed when she was 23, yeah. Yeah. So, just tragic life, and this is the story of that, or at least somewhat the story of that. (laughs) This is your first time seeing this movie? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Okay. I knew a little bit about her story. I didn't know, like, her rise or anything or what she was really, really famous for. I simply knew the tragedy of her passing. Like, I assume most people did. Yeah, so this was kind of interesting to watch in that aspect to actually get to know the, the woman behind the story as much as you did get to know the woman behind the story uh we'll get into that this is not the first time i've seen this movie i watched this movie in 1998 a year after it released on home video i watched it with my family we knew who she was we had heard i couldn't tell you the name of her songs but we had heard them Mm -hmm. um so it was like hey we know this person and then the tragedy and it was all over the news like it was nationwide news I'm sure. When she was killed. Along with Mexico, too. They were huge fans of hers. Oh, yeah, but I don't live there, so I have no (laughs) idea what happened there. Uh, I only live in America, unfortunately. Wish I could live other places sometimes. But it was, like, huge news and everything, and then the movie came out, and it was like, okay, this movie's a big deal because it's an actual retelling. And then, if you know, there's, like, five other movies based on Selena. And now a TV show. But... Well, the TV show, I think, already happened. But there was, like, five other movies that were going to come out around the same time that were unauthorized from her family. (laughs) So this is the actual, like, authorized one that the family worked on. So it was, like, a big deal. So my family and I watched it, and I remember I absolutely loved it because I was like, oh, it's so cool. Like, you're seeing behind the scenes. Like, you know, 1998, I'm 12. I know my movies, but I haven't watched a lot of, like, true story movies yet. Yeah. It's always just been like the fun movies or the action movies. or This was like one of the first ones I watched where it was like real. Mm-hmm. And not going to lie, I loved the movie, but I hated one of the characters by the end. And it <laughs> took me a while before I was like, oh my God, okay, it's not the real person. It's not. You hated the actor for I, a while. No, I hated 
the person and my dumb 12 year old self couldn't separate the real person from the actress Mm. so it was one of those things of i hated you because what you did in a movie even though i know in my head it's fake i can't get past it yeah same thing with uh there's a movie i think it was early 90s called eye for an eye with sally field and Kiefer sutherland and Kiefer sutherland played a kidnapper like really creepy nasty dude and i watched that movie i was like 10 9 or 10 when i watched this movie because my mom and mom if you're listening you know this uh we didn't really have regulations on what we could watch and could not watch like we weren't watching you know skinamax movies but it didn't matter (laughs) like as long as we could understand how it was fake but sometimes you know you get past that and you just don't realize how fake it is and for the longest time i hated Kiefer sutherland that show 24 came out and everybody was like he's so good and i was like screw that guy (laughs) screw him i hate him all because of this one movie i saw him in I don't think I've ever had that issue. I There's obviously characters I've absolutely hated. Like, they just irk me. But I've never, like, transitioned that onto the actor as well. Oh, really? Well, you know, uh, as you can tell from this podcast, it's not like you watched a ton of movies when you were little, so... I did, just the same ones over and over and over Exactly. Again. So that's not <laughs> how this works. I was really into Disney. And okay, those well, were animated. Then you didn't have any reason to hate any of those characters, really. <laughs> or they're animated and you 100% knew they weren't the real people. <laughs> So yeah, it was just one of those movies, but you know what we're here to do. We're going to talk about this movie. We're going to break it down. We're going to give you some fun information about it and then kind of decide if we still think it's worth watching in 2023. Yeah. You going first with the... um, Yeah, let me go first with the box office. So back in 1997, this movie had a budget of about $20 million and $1 million of those dollars went to Jennifer Lopez for her starring role. She was paid $1 million for her role and she was the highest paid Latin actress in history when she was paid that hmm. yeah interesting i wonder where the other 19 million went i'm sure acquiring the rights to the story and all that but yeah oh yeah i didn't see 20 million dollars worth of uh movie on screen so you know what they the family was gonna get their cut they got their cut all right domestically this movie took in 35 million seven hundred eighty-two thousand eight hundred twenty-eight dollars so about one and a half times its budget, a little over one and a half, 1.75 yeah. times not, its budget. Not great, given how popular she was. Yeah. Now, that's domestic, which only includes the United States mm-hmm. and Canada. Mm. What it does not include is Mexico or any of the other countries. Yeah. I can't find domestic number or uh, international numbers for this movie. I know they exist somewhere, but in my limited research... I'll admit it was limited. Um, I couldn't find them, so I just didn't roll with them this time. Yeah. But I'm sure it made a bunch of money elsewhere, and it's probably made more money on home video than it made in theaters. So I'm sure it did just fine. Adjusted for 2022 numbers, the box office then totals $71,128,471. That's a that's a nice total. Yeah. That's a nice total. I mean, it's not great. You know, it's... So that would be more of if it was on like a uh, $40 million budget, $39 million budget, and it would yeah. make 71 if you adjusted both. Eh, not terrible. Not great. Sure, they always want more. Yeah. Where do you think it ranked in 1997? Um, 13. Not even not even remotely close. You are terrible at this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just pulling numbers out. <laughs> so it fell between the full Monty, Okay. You're looking at me with just blankness. Yep. Okay. You don't know that. Our listeners know that movie though. Full Monty. Uh, It ranked between Full Monty and Mortal Kombat Annihilation. (laughs) 
<laughs> that was Full Monty at 61, Mortal Kombat at 63, Selena at number 62 in 1997. Uh, That's low. That's yeah. real low. All right. Adjusted for inflation, where do you think it ranks? 103. No. It actually moved up quite oh, a bit. Of course it did. Quite a bit. <laughs> uh, it fell between number 26, Morbius. Ah, good old made Morbius. Made 74 million. Then Selena. And it pushes down the movie to number 28, Everything Everywhere All at Once, with its $70 million total. Hmm. I always think that movie did better than it did. That's because it was huge, but... It wasn't everywhere, I guess. It wasn't everything or everywhere. All at once. Correct. Yeah. So that's the box (laughs) office. Uh, Does that match up to what the critics said? Sort of. What do you think Roger gave it? Uh, Roger Ebert gave this a two and a half. Three and a half. He's an idiot. The quote I grabbed from him was, Selena succeeds through Lopez's performance in invoking the magic of a sweet and talented young woman. It's insightful in portraying Mexican-American culture as a rich resource with its own flavor and character. He honestly didn't have much to add to it. He mainly went through the plot of the movie, which I was really surprised by. Like, you, he always does, though. You're surprised by this every I week. I know, but this one was like extraordinarily so, where he didn't talk about anything else like normally he'll bring up other movies that he thought it was like this one was just here's here's the plot of the movie yay (laughs) um no actually the three and a half i think is is fine based on the quote that you pulled because it is an interesting look into her life and jennifer lopez's performance was great spectacular yeah it's so good yeah so as, Makes sense. As for today, Rotten Tomato Critic score has it at a 67% on only like 49 reviews. Okay. And the audience has it at a 77%. Hmm. Okay. It's, it, it, those make sense to yeah, me. Yeah. It's, it's average, basically. When it came out, the cinema score had it at an A. People knew what it was going to be. It, it, it was exactly what was on the tin. You yeah. got Selena. Here's her story. Perfect. Selena. <laughs> uh, interesting. Okay. Let's get into this. Yeah. All right. So I actually really like the opening. So the opening of this movie starts with her going out to perform at the, I think it's Astrodome. The S- Astrodome. Mm-hmm. But she didn't actually perform there. It was at the Alamo Dome where it was filmed mm. because they couldn't get the Astro. Astrodome. Well, yeah. I mean, it's... obviously so much more money. But yeah, I just, I love this opening. I love how it establishes her presence immediately it establishes her popularity it sets you up to know where we're gonna end like it's a really good opening so i actually absolutely love this opening for a stylistic choice of making it half documentary style Ooh, okay they brought it in to bring you into this world saying this is a true story this is what really happened i'm using air quotes because i don't i wasn't actually there i don't know exactly if that's what happened or not (laughs) but that's how you should perceive this movie is it's almost as if it's a documentary. So I actually really enjoyed the opening. Yeah, me too. Same. For different reasons, but yeah. same. I enjoyed her performance too. <clears throat> so I didn't take a lot of notes for this movie. I sat and I was watching it and I took notes when I felt like it was necessary to take notes. But normally I walk away with at least like a full page, page and a half of notes. I got to about three quarters of a page on this one. Mm. So I'm not going to have a lot of notes to say but i think there's a lot to discuss yeah so one of the first things i kind of want to discuss is right after the opening we get a flashback to presumably her father mm-hmm. in a barbershop trio they couldn't get a fourth guy just, <laughs> come on guys i love that they were actually <clears throat> in a barbershop to begin with 
Yeah, but if you're going to be in a barbershop, where's the fourth guy? Give me the court. <laughs> give me what I want. Hey, if that's not what actually happened, don't portray it. There was only three dudes in his original band. Listen. Only have three dudes. No, no, no. I don't care what the movie showed me. In real life, why did you not get a fourth guy? <laughs> this is why you didn't get booked. It had nothing to do with race. You didn't have a fourth guy. You have Problems. to have a quartet. Yeah. Barbershop quartet, guys. But it's a flashback to 1961, where her father and his two bandmates are trying to go play at a club or a bar or something mm -hmm. and are turned away with a $10 check, which I thought was funny. Yeah. Because they're Mexican. Yeah. Can't. Even yeah. though they're popular. They're Mexican. Even though they're good, they sing the music that they want them to. It's because they look Mexican. Not they don't look. They are. I mean, he said he's. Their family has been there for generations. Yeah, they're so Mexican -American. American. They're Mexican American. That's what he calls himself. Yeah. So yeah, it's just so we get that, and then they get turned away. So then they have to go play a Mexican club, a Mexican bar, mm -hmm. and they're singing white people gringo music. And they're getting, like, booed. And it's going to start Stop a Stop throwing riot. at them, yeah. So, what did you think of this? Because for me, I didn't think it established anything. And it was way too long. I do agree that it was way too long. I didn't like it in the moment because I was like, well, what's the point of this? I didn't come here for Abraham's story. I came here for Selena's story. But looking back on the movie as a whole i kind of understand what they did with it it's that whole idea of being stuck between two worlds and that's a big theme throughout the rest of the movie is that you are stuck between being too uh mexican for the americans and too american for the mexicans no i get that i i get what they were trying to say but they say it 19 times throughout the movie yeah. I didn't need a 15-minute prologue about her father's it, failed... It could also be that they didn't want to demonize the father as much as possible. Because some of Too the late. stuff that he does is not great. But they want to give him that kind of backstory to be like, okay, this is why he's the way he is. No. No, the I backstory don't... was just, he failed, so now he gets to be a prick to his daughter. Like, it's ter it makes zero sense. I don't like it. I... It's a waste of time. I'm like trying to put purpose on it, but I kind of agree with you. Right, like, <laughs> it did not need to happen, but I can see their idea of why they might have put it in. It's because it the didn't need to be there. No, no. It's because the father made it all about himself and was like, I got to be in this movie. This is my Tell story. my story. He's a dick. It's King Richard all over again. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> At least that movie was good. At least that movie said it was about him. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, I didn't like it. But what it does lead me to is... We, we then jump ahead, and Abraham, as you called him, Selena's father, yeah. played by the great Edward James Olmos. Uh, he's great, but we jump ahead. He has kids, all this stuff, you know, and he's trying to make them into a band. And this is where we get the first glimpse, and nowhere near the last glimpse, of how he's just an overbearing asshole yeah. to his kids. Because he wants so desperately to live vicariously through them as a musical act and good golly miss molly i do not like him no i know we're not supposed to but they go so heavy with it that even by the end of the movie when he's supposed to be more genuine and more relatable i still just don't like him yeah i ended up liking the mom a little bit more at the beginning because she stood up for her kids she still let things like go but she was always Try keeping her kid's best interest at heart. It just makes me angry come towards the middle of the movie where the mom just kind of disappears. 
and I'm like, oh, you were a really interesting character. I wanted yeah. to get to know your dynamic with everyone so much more, but then things just fell to the wayside. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So that would have been a neat balance seeing the two but i guess if that's not what really happened you can't have that in a movie it's hollywood you fabricate everything <laughs> just add her in i yeah it's weird so he's he gets his kids into a band and he's pushing them and blah 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 and they get an actress to play young selena and the actress's name is rebecca lee meza i don't know if i'm pronouncing that right um, she was terrible. Yeah. She was awful. Like, annoyingly awful. It's the only thing she's ever been in, and that's not surprising. I don't. I hate harping on kids being bad actors because they're kids. But listen, if you're going to put child actors in your movie, make sure they're good. Yeah, it's not all about just looks. You have to actually get someone with acting ability or have them for a minuscule amount of time. Like, have the kid part be a lot smaller than it ended up being yeah, it, it was, was huge it was spent so long with her as a child that i was like oh okay we're getting her entire story here and then they'll just time jump yeah but the one good thing i could say about her she has a wonderful smile i really enjoyed her smile oh yeah i mean like she felt like you could feel her energy from it it just wasn't good she looked the part she had she was yeah she was a terrible actress yeah. So the enti- every time she was on screen and had to interact and do things, I was just like, oh my God, this is grating. Please stop. Put especially, me out of my misery. Especially since a, a big part of the movie was her looking at the moon being like, I'm going to be a star. That part was that's, terrible. That's not what she actually says, but that's the sentiment there. And I was just like, oh, oh. And they and they go back to that later in the movie, and I'm just like, no, 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 don't, don't make me relive that. <laughs> don't remind me that that happened. I, I'm hopefully forgetting it at this point. Oh, <laughs> I know. I feel bad, but it's part of the movie. If you put it on screen and make me watch it, yeah. I'm going to have thoughts about it. Yeah. So yeah, it was just super weird, but it made me laugh because they open up a restaurant so that the kids can play music there, which is like a really terrible reason to open a restaurant. I hate that. Although it kind of makes sense because, you know, a lot of white people like Mexican food. Oh, yeah. So it made sense, but, you know, the world around them collapsed. But Yeah, and the gringos love Mexican food. It's true. And I'm not going to lie. I'm a gringo. I love Mexican food. I do not, but that's okay. Yeah. You're an outlier. Yeah. Outcast. Get out. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... They do that. They get her going. They get a beautiful rendition of Under the Rainbow. That's that's staged as hell and fake because this girl is not singing at no. all. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. The song itself, really pretty. The acting on it, terrible. Yeah, it was. I mean, I don't want to keep harping on it. No, but no. This is a thing that they have issue with the entire movie is the, the performances and is the bad. lip singing is bad. So it's just bringing that up early. It kind of just continues throughout. <laughs> yeah. But what I do find interesting about this is the father didn't go hire musicians. His son plays the guitar and his daughter, Suzette, plays the drums in the band. Yeah. Who Suzette just didn't want to because like, you never see girl drummers. Yeah. Listen, be the first. Sometimes it's hard, having been a young girl myself, to be the only one doing something. Different? Yeah. It's, no. It, it's hard sometimes. It's a hard knock life. I get it. Yes. But I'm glad she stu- stuck with it, though. Yeah, no, it's great. And we know that from the very beginning, because she is the drummer at the end. Correct. Even though apparently, according to internet research, 
she actually didn't play that show because she was ill. They had a different drummer. <laughs> so, lies. See, they fabricated that. They couldn't fabricate other things. Yeah. Um, what this did make me notice, though, is it made me start thinking about other child actors and singers and stuff like that and realize that behind every great child actor singer is an overbearing dick of a father. Yeah, I was always wondering, why is it always the father? But then I realized there's... There are certain stories where it is the mother, but it's normally the father. Few and far between. Yeah. You look at like Lindsay Lohan, father. Britney Spears, father. Yeah. The Jacksons, father. The Jacksons? Yeah. Michael Jackson. Oh, Michael Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Jackson, father. Yeah. What? What is with that? Yeah. Gotta have a good prodigy, apparently. It's dumb. (laughs) It's dumb. I hate it. Yeah, so, they really point him in a bad light, and to find out that he they were like involved with this one, this one was the one that got the okay, it's just like, ooh, it makes you look so bad. Yeah, it really <laughs> does. But it's the same thing with King Richard, like it made him look bad, but we're supposed to, I guess, understand why he did it, because it got her where she needed to go or something? Yeah, at least this one, they show a little bit more that he does love his kids, like he has that- Does he? Well- at least they show it in the movie of having that sort of like affection and like loving and caring, but his want for them to succeed is like greater than that. Yeah, it's weird. I hate it. It's not great. Then, as you subtly mentioned earlier, this movie jumps time a lot because all yeah. of a sudden we go from she's a kid to she's fully fully grown. She's a teen. Yeah. She's fully grown. I mean, it's Jennifer Lopez. She's like 30. But she is supposed to play her from like... Uh, mid-teen. Like 15, like yeah. 15 to, to 23. Yeah. yeah. But we get that. So now she's like actually performing concerts and stuff, which she's is... She's performing fairs. Yeah. At the beginning. It's yeah. a concert, isn't it? Kind of. It's a concert. She gets on stage and plays music and people watch it. It's a concert. And they have like a full band now. There's yeah. like a whole bunch of members and like they're where, all wearing where did all like these the outfits. Yeah. Yeah. So we just like time jump. So when did that happen? This is one of my biggest issues in the movie and I'll get into it now, of those time jumps. Like, they spent time at the beginning to tell us when things were, what year, where they're at, and then all of a sudden it just jumps time and doesn't tell us how much time has passed, what has transpired since then. Like, there's no clue to the audience where we should be in her story. Because, like you said, it it changed to Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Jennifer Lawrence. God, it'd be real weird if it changed to Jennifer Lawrence. That'd be a whole different movie. So Although, changed. hold on. Time out. Pause. Yeah. The studio yeah. wanted a white girl to play Selena. Really? Yeah. Oh. They were pushing real hard for it, and the director and the family were like, absolutely not. But they did not want a Latin girl to play Selena in the movie because they didn't think they'd be bankable. <laughs> anyway, they switched to Jennifer Lopez, and like, she could have been in her 20s at that point. You don't know. Like, they do not do a good enough job explaining when things are happening so that you can know where we're at in the story, if you know the story at all. Yeah. I One of my notes later is just um, the movie Yada Yada's a lot of time skips. Yeah. it Everything there for... Things- feels unearned. Because so, I'm like, I don't see your struggle. So we it's just not suddenly just, are there. It's not just that they skip time. What bothers me the most about it is... What they skip, I think, is the important part. It's her getting popular. She goes from a child singing at fairs to a teenager with an actual crowd in a heartbeat. Yeah. And then she goes from a teenager with an actual crowd to playing Mexico in front of 100,000 people 
in a time skip. Mm -hmm. And then she's all of a sudden playing the Astrodome. And it's like, when did she become popular? We just skip all that? Yeah, why do people suddenly know her name? Like, all of a sudden, we only know she's popular because we hear on the radio that her song hit number one. When did she get a record deal? Yeah, we don't talk about that. Did the father make this record by himself in their basement and sell it? Like, I don't understand anything that happens in this movie. Mm -hmm. You're just supposed to expect to, they expect you to just go along with it. It's either that or they expect you to know her rise to fame. Like, you have to know Selena's story for this movie to make any, any impact. But as she grows up, we get, um, I'm going to just give my award out now because I got to talk about this scene because I love it so much. As she gets famous, they have a tour bus and that's how they're traveling to all these fairs and doing all these concerts and blah, blah, blah. And they end up in a ditch without her dad because they just went to go fill up the gas tank and somehow ended up in a ditch, even though the gas station shouldn't have been that far. But yeah. fine. And two guys drive past in this low rider, awesome looking car, like the, the epitome of you're thinking low rider, jacked out car. That's what this looks like. Mm-hmm. Two guys just roll past. And they stop because Selena's trying to flag them down. Yep. And they stop and they throw it in reverse because one guy's like, was that Selena? So they throw it in reverse and they go back and they're like, oh my God, they're so excited. And he's like, yeah, I got a V8 in this, 450 horsepower. Like I'll pull you out. And they try to pull this tour bus with a low rider out of a ditch (laughs) by hooking a chain to their bumper. I don't know who thought that was going to work. Who thought that was a good idea? He has a V8. He can pull anything. Yeah. So... As they're trying, it just rips the bumper right off this dude's car. And the whole the whole Selena family is like, oh my God, we're so sorry. We'll pay for it. We'll take care of this, blah, blah, blah. And the guy's like, no, 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 it's fine. And I'm, I'm going to try really hard to not do the accent because that's just sounds bad. <laughs> like I'm a white guy trying to do an accent, but it's probably going to slip. Yeah. But he's just like, no, 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 it's great. The bumper is going to go on my wall and I'm going to put it up and I'm gonna put a little plaque that says this bumper was pulled off by the bus of Selena's it's like anything for Selena's and you're like why it's first of all it's the funniest scene in this whole movie I crack up every time I watch it I love it but again it makes me go when did she get so famous that these people are gonna put a shrine up to her yeah I love the scene but it explains nothing yeah. of, of how we got there it honestly, I think that was supposed to be the indicator of where she's at in her story of, all right, people know her. Just random people on the road know her. So she's popular now. It's That's how it like is. I to see it. As you were saying, yada yadding her rise, rise to, to fame. fame. Yeah. Just heads up, guys. That's my award for uh, my psycho shower scene. I love that scene where the <laughs> bumper gets pulled off. I thought that was going to be your life. <laughs> that's my favorite scene in the whole movie. But they keep going, they keep going, the yada yada stuff. One thing that really stands out to me, though, in this movie is the family dynamic. Mm -hmm. They all have wonderful chemistry, all of the actors. So the main three uh, family members that the guitar playing brother is played by Jacob Vargas and her sister, who is Suzette, is played by Jackie Guerra. Mm -hmm. Those two with... Jennifer Lopez, phenomenal. Their chemistry, off the charts. They made it so that these characters were even slightly likable and lovable because of how they interacted with each other. They definitely had that whole tight-knit family dynamic in spades. Oh, yeah. 
I love seeing them together and I wish we would have gotten more of it. I feel I feel like they focused on the wrong things in these movies. That would have been something to really focus on and I think they could have done it a little bit more. Okay. Probably because I really liked it. That's what I'm saying. Like it their dynamic was awesome and like I don't know. We just didn't spend enough time with the family, mm-hmm. but the moments we got were priceless. Oh yeah. It was like once we got to a certain point the family didn't matter, so like they would maybe be in the background for a couple of shots, but we didn't hear from them anymore. We weren't focusing on them like we were at the beginning, and I kind of lost that feeling. Absolutely. Um, But outside of the family dynamic, something I realized while watching this entire movie is the amount of pressure put on Selena's shoulders Mm -hmm. from her family, from her dad, from everybody. Like, this girl's 20, and they're like, you got to focus on this and do this, and you got to be perfect all the time, and you got to chill. She's 20. And yet, uh, Jennifer Lopez was able to bring out the down-to-earth style that she was known for. Yeah, absolutely. Like, she was known to be just this person who was fun-loving and young, and Jennifer Lopez did a wonderful job with that. Yeah, it was one of those things where, even though she had all of the pressure on her, she never seemed to let it change her. Yeah. She just, she was who she was, and it was great. Uh, Something we haven't talked about yet, so let's go back and, and talk about it. Chris. Yeah. The guitar player. I thought we were just to get into it. <laughs> yeah, we're that's where we're going right now. So they realize that the brother can't play all the guitar stuff. They need new music. They need all this stuff. And they're going to need a, a real guitar player, basically, mm-hmm. to be part of it. So they do auditions and they hire a guy named Chris. Who the brother brings in. Who the brother brings in because of how good he is. And Chris is played by John Seda or mm-hmm. Seda. I'm not 100% sure how to pronounce his last name. He's great. So good. He's so good in this movie. I can see why she fell for him. He's, he's, you know what I love about him? Hmm. He's like attractive, but he's not today's modern movie star attractive guy. He's not plastic, basically. He, he is realistic. Yeah. Attractive. Like, you could see that guy in the street and be like, mm, yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. He I'm just, here for it. But he also stands out. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. He's got a weird, cool look to him. I, I appreciate it. And then he's you also add to good his actor. voice and I'm like, yes. Yeah, he's also a good actor, though, because he, he nails this role yeah. as well. Um, I feel the the love for Selena that he has because, spoiler alert, they get married. <laughs> they fall in love, even though her dad for, forbades it. Yeah. And they go elope and get married. So that he has to... Accept him. Yeah. Yeah. What a dumbass reason. I mean, they seemed happy. Sure. Sure. But... It's a dumb reason to get married because you got to stick it to your dad. (laughs) Uh, So she gets really popular after they bring him in. They start dating. Then they get offered. They're doing like small concerts and everything. And then they get offered to play Monterey, uh, Mexico. Mm -hmm. It's going to be like a big concert because the whole premise, the whole idea behind her is women don't make it in this style of music. Yeah. It's a man driven musical industry but she's gonna break these barriers especially in mexico they're like no no no. we like the men playing music Mm -hmm. so they're like you know you're gonna play in front of like ten thousand people and that's pretty big they get to this concert and it's a hundred thousand people have come to see her but once again when did this happen when did she get big enough to sell a hundred thousand tickets to a show yeah and this is around the same time that we find out that Selena didn't actually know Spanish. 
when she started like we found that out early in the movie but it was a huge deal going to mexico because they were like you're gonna be tested almost yeah if you don't speak it well enough they're going to hate you and she turns on her charm and basically charms her way out of having to speak perfect 100 percent spanish and they all fall for her yeah because of it yeah but i just i don't understand how she sold a hundred thousand tickets i understand in real life yeah i don't understand in the movie how yeah. she did it but the, that scene is is nuts Oof. they got a ton of extras it was shot really well it was a tense scene for a movie that's not supposed to be tense yeah you're on the edge of your seat during this scene because whoo that stage is is, is not buckling. holding up it's not holding up and uh, a girl almost gets crushed and luckily they pull her out uh i enjoy the scene because i like the performances yeah one of the thing that cracks me up though is you can really see the green screen where they tried to repeat cr- the crowd yeah so, so anytime they like did a lower level from the back of the stage looking out of the crowd i was like oh no <laughs> don't look up don't look up it's so bad it, yeah but it's a nuts scene oh yeah it's it, it is intense, but it's also the whole idea of, like, she can take any pressure that's given to her. Right. So the whole stage is collapsing because there's too many people. The stage is not made to have yeah. 100,000 people pushing against it. I think it was supposed to be 50,000 and 100,000 no, showed 10. up. It was supposed to be 10,000 people. That's what the dad says. That's why I said it a minute ago. It's supposed to be 10,000 people, but 100. And now he's over-exaggerating. It's definitely not 100,000 people, but yeah, it, uh, way more showed up. And they're all pushing the stage and the stage cannot hold it. And the stage is buckling and it's going to collapse. And the dad has to stop it. And like you said, a girl's getting smashed against a fence and probably going to die if they don't stop it. But they don't stop the concert. No. They just readjust how they're going to do it. And this is a really interesting part to me. The dad tells Selena, it's up to you. It's your job to keep them under control, to go calm them down. Mm Mm-hmm. What? So... This is kind of why I thought the beginning kind of works because he had his own experience with this type of crowd and not getting what they wanted and they got aggressive towards him and all his bandmates. But they're not aggressive towards her. But but he kind of has that idea of like, if she stops playing, they can get aggressive. They're in that crowd mentality. Things can get ugly. Try and calm them down. That's why a lot of times, uh, even if there's a, a big accident, like there's been concerts where people have gotten injured or killed on the way in they still perform because they don't want people rushing out they don't want to have create a panic sure 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 so i kind of get it it makes sense but it's also like you're right he gave her the choice like you you can go out you can stay back here or you can try and calm them down yeah and she does and she goes out and she says we're gonna play this song whatever one of the songs but we're gonna play a slow version of it to keep them all under control and the minute she steps back on that stage and starts singing, the whole crowd, and she even like shushes them at yeah. one point. She like puts her finger up and she's like, shh, calm down. Yeah. And everybody just kind of like settles. And I was like, damn, that's powerful. Yeah. To, to, to have that kind of power in her, but to use it for, for that, to help, to, to give the people what they wanted, but in the way that they didn't even expect they didn't want that they wanted her and she completely flipped the script but them to still absolutely love it Mm -hmm. like that's power and that's crazy and 20 year old power (laughs) and to make it a slow version where like we said at the beginning they want to dance and that's what her music kind of was is a dancey version of songs and to slow it down and still have people love it was powerful 
So I'm going to yada yada a couple things here, just like the movie did. Yeah. So yada, yada, yada stuff happens. Her and Chris <laughs> elope. What? Sorry. I actually have it written down. Things happen. Film song, musical break. Things happen. Yeah. So <laughs> yada, yada stuff, stuff, stuff. Her and Chris go elope. They get married. She starts a clothing brand mm-hmm. because she's wanted, always wanted to be a clothes designer. Yep. Uh, she has a fashion show. And she opens up a whole business of boutiques to sell her clothing. Yeah. And she hires Yolanda. Yolanda Salvador. To run this part of the business. Yep. Not Salvador. Saldivar. 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 I mispronounced it. Yes. Saldivar. Who, when they introduce her, is like, hey, she's going to run our business. And also, she's the president of my fan club. Who the hell... Hires the president of their fan club to run part of their business. Selena, she's all about her fans. No, I get that. I get that. But where's the dad putting his foot down saying absolutely not? It's fair, but originally I believe, and they talk about it a little bit when she starts getting in trouble, that she was originally just supposed to like control the fan club, send stuff out to the fan club if they like sent stuff in, and then she let her start expanding her role into the boutique and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't care. You still don't do it. Oh, yeah. You get a manager to do that. Yes, you get someone who actually knows what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Or check their references. Literally wrote the dad is dumb for hiring her. <laughs> well, Selena might have been the one who hired him. Her. The dad controls everything. Get out of here with that. Mm. I mean, Selena might have convinced him, but the dad runs everything. Yeah. It's just dumb. But we do get a great scene of her performing music and showing all these different concerts. It's absolutely wonderful. And then tragedy strikes. Yeah. Because Yolanda, who is played by Lupe Antaveros, is a liar, a con artist, a thief. Mm-hmm. All this stuff who we get like one glimpse of earlier in the movie when some of her stylists that work with Selena want to get her a gift. They pooled some of their money and they want to buy her a gift as like a thank you for everything she's done, blah, blah, blah. And Yolanda's like, I'll do it. I know the perfect ring I'll get her. Yep. I'll sort it all out and everyone else can just relax. And, and... just give me the money. And yep. then she takes sole credit mm-hmm. for it. She doesn't steal the money or anything. Well, not that we know of. At least not what the movie said. She just takes sole credit for the gift and leaves everybody out, showing she's a terrible person. Yeah. Did you Do you know why it's an egg ring? So the ring she gives her like has an egg in it. Do you know why? No. Okay, so this is one of those things of like the movie just yada yada's crap. Selena, the real Selena, was obsessed with Fabergé eggs. She had like a collection. She loved them. She thought they were cool. So the egg ring makes sense. Not that the movie tells you that. Yeah. The only connection I could have thought was that you had a chicken and wanted a farm. Yeah. She wants animals. So weird, but so weird. (laughs) But we get through. She does these concerts. She gets close to these people. They find out Yolanda has been basically stealing money and not doing her job. She's been writing fake checks. Money laundering. Yeah. And... She, people have been sending money into the fan club to get, you know, autographs or whatever they're supposed to send out. And Yolanda has sent nothing. Yeah. She's just embezzling money from them. So they confront her and she swears, no, 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 I never did all that. I have the records. I just, I'll, I'll, I'll find them. And then we cut to Jennifer Lopez as Selena on stage singing by herself. Mm-hmm. And she drops a flower, a rose, a white rose yep. on the ground. And then we cut to the ambulance her after being shot and she's being rushed in an ambulance 
Yolanda is being hunted by the cops. They find her in her truck with a gun to her head and she's crying about how could she do that to her best friend and she doesn't deserve to live. Then she screams how she wants to talk to her mother. Weird. Yeah. All interspliced with shots of Selena on stage, like with now no one in the crowd. And, you know, when you get to the point where she actually passes is she's not even on stage anymore. It's just the mic. Yeah. And we see the ring fall. It's it's powerful. This the way this is shot and edited with like showing Yolanda crying about what she did with the rushing of the ambulance with the on stage. It's powerful. Like they don't have to show you the actual shooting. Mm-hmm. They don't have to show you the aftermath other than her laying on a stretcher. They hide all of it and yet you're still moved by it. I think I would have been a little bit more moved if Yolanda was more of a character up to this point. Correct. She, I didn't feel like there was enough of a buildup of this moment happening in the movie for me to really be invested in it. So it's another one of those things where you have to know the story to really be invested in this. Because otherwise, you don't know what happened. You have no idea that this is what led to it, what the backstory is to that. But was it shot beautifully? Yes. Absolutely. Was the little aftermath after she passed and they showed the family? That's what I was just about to talk about. Yeah. Is... So they get her to the hospital. She passes away in the hospital. The family is just devastated. And that's also a super emotional moment as Mm -hmm. Chris is breaking down, crying, punching the wall. Her dad is completely, I don't even know the word for it. Um, it's, It's a great moment. And then the ending ending of the movie is clips of the real Selena. And performing. Interspliced with images of the vigils that were being held for her. Um, I don't know if the vigils were 100% real. I don't or, think I think so. some were some staged. Were, some were staged, but they all had pictures of the real Selena. Correct. Which I thought was a nice little touch. Yes. And that's it. They just show us real footage of her interspliced with the vigil, and then boom, movie ends. Yeah. They don't do the whole, like, normally these true story ones always, like, do those blurbs at the end with mm-hmm. text on screen to tell you what happened or to tell you what happened next. Or They don't do that. No, they end with a shot of Selena, like a still photo, and the date years. Yeah. Of her smiling. Yeah. And then and it's the just the dates of, of her. When she was born and when yeah. she died. Yeah. With her real, with her full name on there. It's a great ending. This movie has a great opening where it establishes her popularity and who she is. Mm-hmm. And then it has a great, fantastic ending that devastates you at watching it. Yeah. It's so good. I just wish the middle was good. Yeah. We needed them to find better things to focus on in her life and in her career to really get more out of the movie this is the longest shortest movie i've ever watched where it's only like an hour or it's two hours Mm -hmm. it's like two hours and three minutes feels like it's four hours yeah but also feels like it rushes through everything happening on screen yeah because like you said we don't know we've seen yolanda like twice before mm-hmm. the, the tragedy happens. And maybe they didn't want to focus on it all that much because it's such a tragedy. So yeah. they kind of wanted to like just do it, but like quickly. But it, it could have had more impact had, you, had we known Yolanda. Had we seen them interact at all. Yeah, We saw the one scene of her getting the ring from her and being like, oh, you're the best. Mm-hmm. Tragedy. Come on, movie. You're better than this. You could have given us more, because they give you little wink, wink, nudge, nudges on her being sketchy in the background of like, oh, what are you signing? What is that? Let me know what's happening here. Yeah. 
you could have had more of that you just just anything but more of them so more of her and selena just interacting alone because why would selena go to her vehicle with her alone if they didn't know each other well and this movie doesn't make Is it seem like they the know end? each other that's the tragedy so the tragedy actually happens in like a hotel room or a motel room and she gets shot there and leaves and tries to get away and oh, okay. that's where she's found i i don't I, I know what happened. I don't know the details. I've never bothered to look them up. Yeah. But, like, why would she go there alone unless they were friends? Yeah. But the movie doesn't show us that they're friends. Except for, like, a hug. But then, again, Selena's been acting that way with pretty much everyone. She hugs everybody. So, it... She was yeah. just as friendly with those guys who got their bumper pulled off yeah. as she was with Yolanda. Mm -hmm. So, it's like, I just don't... The movie just, again, just goes way too fast through things. But that's it. That's the movie. Mm -hmm. it's two hours of fast-paced nothingness capped off or beginning with and capped off with two amazing pieces of film work yeah questions why uh why the aspect ratio changes um, they change aspect ratio sometimes when she's singing but that's like in the middle of the song it will change from full screen to widescreen I think and, that's just the transition to the more modern digital one. I don't think it did that back when this movie came out, like on VHS and stuff like that. Uh, it was, uh, hey, we can show more of this concert. We can make it look bigger. Let's change that aspect ratio. Okay, because it, it does it a few times and it annoys the crap out of me. Also, the music scenes would have been 100% better if they didn't have the weird, like... I'm going to show the moon randomly. Here's three sections of the You just a stole my question. You stole oh. my question. My question was why during, so one of the, one of the longer scenes is a song being performed by Selena and they shoot it like a damn music video. Yeah. They, they split the screen into thirds and Selena's in the middle singing and the two thirds on each side, the one third are on like each crowds. side are birds flying, mm -hmm. sunsets, random other things. Yeah. What the f Am I watching? Sometimes it showed the crowd in those spots too. Yeah, it, it made absolutely no sense. And it really took me out of the experience of those songs. Like I could have yeah. really enjoyed those songs. But since you did that, I'm like, what? Yeah, it's bad. I hate it. Why didn't the dad just fire Yolanda? This dude's a, a jerk. He's a prick, as we've already established. I mean, he and wanted to fire Chris for just Liking being... his daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he didn't fire. He saw these checks that mm -hmm. are fake mm -hmm. and he doesn't fire her right away i'm sorry i don't care how nice selena is or how much she can talk him out of things fire her ass like i said i don't think the father had anything to do with that side of the business he did though that's why he's the one looking at the checks he was doing the accounting for that side of the business he was checking in on everything of course he had a hand in it i guess fire her ass oh yeah no she, uh, she should be gone why why hire a fan to do anything yeah that i don't know fate again <laughs> this dad I, one of my notes is that he's dumb and he's only dumb at the end here throughout the whole movie we see him negotiating prices we see him saying this isn't what you promised us fix it now like he's a smart business manager throughout the whole movie mm -hmm. until the end yeah and i understand this is a true story so like maybe the real dad is just dumb as hell too when it came to this or he was so so soft by that point 
that it, he kind of just let more things slide. Yeah. But man, is it it hard to get through. Mm-hmm. Hard to get through. My last thing is, so when they elope, they come back and everybody's just cool with it. Nobody's mad that they eloped and got married. The whole family's cool. The dad's like not mad. He just literally hugs Chris and he's like, hey, son. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nobody's mad. Nobody's upset that they weren't invited, that they ran off. So they might have been mad at the initial, but it was... yada yada it again? Well, yeah, because the news broke on the radio before they got home. So they might have had time to be angry and kind of come to terms with it. Okay. We don't know how long it took them to get As somebody who has heard bad news that has made me angry and then not had to deal with the person who made me angry until much later, guess what happens? I see them and I'm immediately angry again. (laughs) It just makes no sense. Yeah. That's not how families act. They yada yada it. Nits? Uh, I went through most of mine, honestly. All right. Mine are just the the time. How long is all of this happening? Yeah. Uh, the eloping is a terrible example for people. Yeah. She's a huge celebrity and she runs off and just elopes. Apparently the dad, the real dad, the real Abraham, didn't want the, the eloping in the movie mm-hmm. because he thought it would set a bad example for young Selena fans. Yeah. Because Selena passed, Selena was killed in 1995, March 1995. This movie came out March 1997. She was still a big deal when this movie came out. People were still mourning her. People were still listening to her music. But apparently didn't go see the movie. Uh, Apparently not. Well, here anyway. Uh, My last one is just the lack of mom towards the end of the movie. Halfway through the movie, she disappears and there's just no mom and it makes zero, zero sense. Especially since she was supposed to be that voice for the kids. Like you would expect her to still be a voice. Yeah. She makes an out, like, helps uh, Selena make her little, like, corset-looking thing. And that's kind of glossed over. Like, oh, yeah, I made it. I helped her make it. So, yeah, I'm okay with her wearing it. Yeah, but who cares? Bye. Yeah. I'm leaving. One more knit that just came up when you said that. Mm. When they first hire Chris to be the guitarist, the dad's like, you okay cutting your hair? And he's like, yeah, whatever. And they're like, cool, we're going to cut your hair. It's like a and they sit him down scene. and they like cut his hair. And it's like a minute and a half long of him cutting his hair. The, the sister cutting yeah. his hair. And then when they're done, quote unquote, done doing it, all they did was slick his hair back and put it in a freaking ponytail, man. They didn't even cut it. They even though we showed... watched hair falling off of his head. They showed them cutting pretty high up on his head too, on some of those cuts. And it's like, you would not be able to have your hair like that. If they cut that way. So, yeah, yeah. it was really bad. <laughs> yeah, it, it bothered me so much. Not to ruin the movie, but it bothered me. Uh, hot takes? You got any? Uh, they should uh, remake this movie with a better story to it. They need to focus on other things. I 100% agree. I don't it. think that's too much of a hot take. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, mine was this movie would have been better without the dad. Okay. I all, think at all? At all. Not at all. Like, have him at the beginning to be the driving force to, like, make them a band. Mm -hmm. But as soon as she starts getting the popularity and going to the fairs and doing all that, they should have got rid of that role, got rid of the dad, and focused on her. Yeah. Because this was definitely a 50-50 Selena Abraham movie. Yeah. And it would have been a much better movie without him. Yeah. And finally, awards. Awards. First up. Psycho shower scene. I already said mine, so Mm. it's on you. What do you got? The, I don't know the name of the song, but the one where they do the multiple performances in one showing time has progressed, where they get to show off her different uh, costumes that Selena actually wore. I don't know if she actually wore the one that 
Jennifer Lopez is in, but they were recreations of it. I thought that was a wonderful sequence. Oh, it's fantastic. So for the listeners, if you guys haven't seen this, it's a three minute sequence in this movie. It's a full song. Where Selena is singing one song, but they're cutting in between different concerts where she's in different outfits, Mm -hmm. but they're also match cutting. Match cutting is where you cut from one scene to another with an action that matches. So think of me opening a door. You've seen it in movies. Somebody opens a door. The camera cuts to the other side of the door and they're in a different place. But that's match cutting. It's showing them opening the door, matching that action. Yeah. They do this in this sequence and it's so damn good. So good. She like does her little dance and she steps backwards, turns around. And as she turns back, she's in a new outfit in a new place. Yep. And you're like, damn, that's good. It's so good. My only problem with the scene is she looks like three different people. Like all of her different looks are That's all the wigs and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you had asked while we were watching it, did she wear a wig? And I said no, because I was like, nah, 1997 hair just looked like that. Yeah. Uh, apparently, she did wear some wigs. I couldn't tell you exactly when, mm. but she does wear wigs in the movie. Okay, yeah. I think it's that first, <laughs> that so first could, performance. Yeah, one of the ones you mentioned definitely could have been a wig. Next up is the... Life uh, finds a way. Award for your favorite line from the movie. I picked... A line that made me laugh more than anything else. And it's a really dumb line of just... We want to dance! From this part that we don't care about this movie of Abraham's uh, opening bit. But it's that one lady who keeps yelling, We want to dance! It, it cracks me the hell up. I love the fact that as the boys are being taken away in a police car for protection. Yeah. Because the crowd is getting rioty. As they're driving away, she just still screams out, We want to dance! Yep. She took the most out of that performance, and I was just like, I'm here for it. (laughs) Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, This will be no surprise what my favorite line is. My favorite line is from my favorite scene. It's after the bumper gets pulled off, and the guy says, Are you kidding me, man? This bumper, this this bumper's going to go on the wall of my garage, carnal. I'm going to put a little sign under it. It's going to say, this bumper was pulled off by the bus of Salinas. I wondered if it was going to be your line. (laughs) I love it. Like, just give me... Those two guys need their own movie. Mm -hmm. I would watch it. They're fantastic in their short little time on screen. Yeah. It's the best scene in the whole movie. I know it was probably your backup scene, a favorite, so... And also my backup life. I kind of had a feeling you were going to do it, so I didn't didn't pull the trigger on that one, but... (laughs) Uh, I love it because they look like these uh, gangbanger types. Right, like the guys you cross the street to avoid. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're just like, oh my God, fangirling over this girl. <laughs> yeah, Selena's. And I love how they put an S yep. on her name. And it's uh, not Selena. Her, it's Selena's. And her entire family is making fun of her for it. In the next scene, which was my backup to my favorite scene, was the next scene where they're all on the tour bus and telling her dad about the, guy, the two guys helping, <laughs> and they just keep making fun of her. Selena's. Why did they put an S on your name? Selena's. And she's looking so embarrassed. Oh it's my gosh, so she's good. blushing. She's, yeah, it's so. That whole sequence right there, just, I needed more of that in the movie. All right, next award is the Han Shop First Award. What held up the worst since this movie came out? I'm going to go first. It's the time jumps, it's the lack of being able to tell a cohesive story without jumping from year to year to year and completely forgetting to tell us how the hell we got to where we are. I'm in the same boat. I put the pacing slash no sense of time because 
You, you legitimately don't know when things are happening. You have no indicators on the fact that we've jumped years, years, years. Yeah. of her career. And it's just like, oh, we're here now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so weird. So if you've never seen this movie and you do decide to watch it after listening to this, just pay attention to how the time moves. And please let me know. Let us know if, it makes if you sense. can figure out yeah. how long anything has been happening. Yeah. Last award the uh, pod, though, is the Paul Rudd Award for the thing that held up the best since this movie came out. I will go first yet again. My, I have a split thing here. Mm. It's Jennifer Lopez as Selena because I think she's incredible in this movie. And this is the movie that started her singing career. She didn't have one before this movie. She decided to pursue it after per, after playing this character, which is awesome. But it's also the family dynamic of her with her brothers and sisters when they're having good times, when they're talking, when they're... The family dynamic added to her performance is freaking spectacular. I also had Jennifer Lopez as Selena, so I, we are in total agreement there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's far and away the best part of this movie. Yeah, she... From what I hear embodied her so 100% that people could probably mistake her for Selena and get away with it. You want to hear a fun story about her casting? Sure. So originally it was going to go to Salma Hayek, <laughs> uh, who was going to play Frida Kahlo in 2000 and in a different movie, which didn't come out until 2002. So she didn't end up doing this. So Jennifer Lopez got the role and apparently there were protests and petitions to recast her because Jennifer Lopez is Puerto Rican mm. and from New York, where Selena is Mexican and from Texas. Yeah. And they were like, you, we, we understand what you were going for, but you missed the mark. You did not get the right kind of Latin woman to mm -hmm. play this role. Therefore, how is she going to be able to do it? Yeah. And there were protests and petitions to recast. Just saying. Kind of glad they didn't. No, I, I think it's great. I think she changed a lot of minds probably when probably. people watch this movie who didn't want to we're probably like okay yeah i agree all right all right decisions time for me if you do not know the selena story this movie makes absolutely no sense it's nonsensical things just happen and it's not a cohesive story i don't think this movie holds up mainly for that reason is it a, a an interesting story sure was it told terribly unfortunately yes so it's not it's not gonna make the cut for me Interesting. Uh, I mean, I'm in full agreement. I don't think this movie holds up. I actually have that same thought of just, you should remake this. It's been, you know, 26 years. No, mm -hmm. sorry. 26 years since the movie came out. 28 years since her passing. Yeah. It's time. People still know her. People still know the name. Like, and remake you, it. And if you do it right, you will get a whole new generation of people who love her and... And rediscover her music. Yes. And, you know, I think it could be great. Yeah. I think you got a lot of young up-and-coming actresses and stuff, as long as it's not, pardon my language, fucking Jenna Ortega, <laughs> who gets the role. Um, I think you can do this movie again, because this one, like, the story's there. Mm -hmm. It's a very interesting, compelling, true story. You just didn't do it justice. Yeah, that's exactly my thought. So, yeah, remake it because this one doesn't hold up. Yeah. But if you are a fan of Selena and you've never seen this movie, you can watch it on Hulu and maybe do check it out. Like, I'm not going to tell you don't watch this movie. I just don't think it's 
worth it. Well, I think maybe just Google. Like I said, if you know her story, you probably get a lot more out of it and you'll probably get a kick out of it. But if you aren't as savvy about her life and how she came to be, you're just going to be confused. Yeah. So check it out. Don't check it out. We don't tell you what to do. We just give you our opinions. It's on Hulu if you do end up wanting to watch it. I don't know for how much longer, though. So, you know, watch it while you can. And that's it for this episode. Yeah. Thanks for listening to us uh, ramble on about 1997's Selena's. I had, <laughs> I had to get to. one more I, in there. One more in there. Uh, let us know in the comments below what you thought about this episode. And if you think this movie holds up, you can also find us where? TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. The link is in the description below. You can also come check out a short video version of this podcast over on YouTube if you are so inclined. In fact, you know what? Screw it. Listen to both. Listen to this one, then go over to our YouTube, check out the shortened version where we kind of summarize what we said here with some less information, obviously. And you can let us know what we do over there. We do a lot of fun content everywhere, like movie fun facts, things that you might not have known about some of your favorite films. We also do new movie reviews over on YouTube as well, so you can check those out. We have our newest one out is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, that movie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, in the meantime, guys, take care of yourself. Be good to others. Be kind. It's really easy. And uh, keep watching movies. Bye. Bye.